this offseason might be the offseason the Eagles need a cornerback the most since 2020. Does free agency provide any potential answers outside of Darius Slay and for the future of CB1? We'll discuss on this Monday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, Eagles fans. I'm Louis DiBiase, co-host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, analyst also over at Bleacher Report. He's Gino Camilleri, our scouting director, Eagles content as well on Bleacher Report, and my co-host. On today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we explore the free agent pool for potential James Bradbury replacements, and damn, do they need a replacement for James Bradbury, opposite Darius Slay. Plus, we discuss the real chance Keely Ringo and or Eli Ricks have a chance to win a job in 2024, all that and more. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your First listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. And it is crazy, Gino, because we grew up as Eagles fans always needing a cornerback. Every single year it was who's going to stop the bleeding, and it took so long to finally find Darius Slay, who for four years now has provided you some stability. And so did James Bradbury, and so did Steven Nelson even to a degree. And we'll talk about him actually, funny enough, later on in the show. But it is crazy. This is the first offseason in years where we're very focused on corner. Like the last few offseasons, we were focused on it because – We didn't have any young corners to be potentially your long-term slay replacement. There were times you needed your CB2 because Nelson was on a one-year deal. You didn't sign Bradbury until late into the offseason. But this year, it's like you need your long-term guy because Darius Slay outside of another year or two is going to be gone. And James Bradbury should be all but certain cut before the season starts. So they not only need an immediate starter on the boundary, but... Darius Slay, like, he's still solid, but he's not the all-pro of 2021 or that caliber player from 2022. Like, they need to start figuring out two replacements pretty instantly. If you're looking at what they have in the cupboard at this position, Mm -hmm. I would say it's relatively stocked. You have some options that, in terms of development, it looks promising. But is there a certain surefire, this is the guy, he is going to be your replacement? You're Patrick Sertain. Are you convinced? Like, we have our CB1 in-house. Is it the Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, just for an easy comparison when it comes to quarterback? Like, who is your all-pro replacement when it comes to Darius Slay? And what does Slay provide for you? He is your number one. He is a guy you can put on their number one guy, especially down the stretch. They started doing that, especially on a bum knee, Lou. That says a lot about how much they really trust him. And I'm intrigued to see how Fanjo allows him to be his free number one self. But outside of that, you got to have somebody who's quick twitch, can run a 4-4 even into their 30s, right? Has the ability to play press, is smart enough to play zone when it matters, can tackle on the outside. Those are all things that Slay does so well and why Howie Roseman went out and acquired him. Like you said, they were so barren. They needed somebody. Mm. And Howie said, this is a guy we're going to pay multiple premium assets for. And now you're in a position, Lou, where you're saying, should we do the same thing to potentially replace him 
and James Bradbury, who should never play another snap in Philadelphia because of the young guys that they have, because of the optionality to bring in guys via the draft. And also, there are some veteran options that are younger and at least can run. He can't run in today's day and age. We have seen how bad Eagles corners can get toasted. Leotis McKelvin, Bradley Fletcher, James Bradbury is almost in that category. You can't go into next year with that mentality because look at your number one competitor in the division, Lou. It's Dallas. Is their offense going to slow down at scoring 30 to 35 points a game? I can't see nope, that. Nope, and happening. the San Francisco 49ers aren't either. And that's the thing is like Keely Ringo, he's got the traits. He had some really solid tape down the stretch. He's a day one, day two type of prospect from last year that slipped to mm-hmm. day three. But even if you draft a corner high or you pay a Jarius Sneed in free agency and you keep Darius Slay, Ringo within the next year or two is going to have a chance to be a starter on the boundary because, again, Slay, he's going to be here in 2024, but can you guarantee he's here beyond one more year? I won't do that at all. So there's going to be a chance to win not only one job this year, but potentially two in 2025. And when you look at free agency, it's not great. Like, I'm going to be annoying this year about drafting a corner because outside of Legereus Sneed, like Jalen Johnson's a free agent, but I imagine Chicago tags him when they can tomorrow with the franchise tag. Outside of Sneed, it's like long-term options. Ringo and Ricks might give you a better chance than anybody I'm seeing on this list. So I'm more focused this offseason on give me a first or second round corner and let Ringo develop and Eli Ricks to a degree as well. I think you're in a a really good striking distance in this draft class to if you want to even trade up in that day two territory and package a bunch of those fifth round picks that you have, right, and pop up 10 to 15 spots and get that cornerback or, Lou, use those picks to do exactly what you did with Darius Slay a couple years ago. Could he be... Or could there be, rather, another guy on the market that you're saying, I'm willing to go and give up picks like that? There's one player in the Pat Sertain class that I had brought up a a couple weeks ago. What about J.C. Horn? I know he hasn't played a lot. We've talked Sertain trade a lot, but I would would love a a Horn trade. It's going to cost you a lot less. It fits right in the mold of what Howie Roseman loves to do, somebody who is never going to have a lower value in the National Football League. Do you strike and use those assets on a in an asset that was a top 10 pick and somebody yeah. that you might have taken if he was there on the board? I think they could have, Gino. Devontae Smith got whether, whether they use it to draft a player or to make a trade, I think draft picks are the way you find your future and your immediate holes at cornerback. And the only guy I would say in free agency I think could – solve both of those issues is Legereus Sneed. He's the one free agent I really do like, and he would cost a lot because he's going to be the best player on the market, but Mm -hmm. he's young, he's physical, he's lengthy, he's athletic. He fits fits that aggressive mold that I want. Like He kind of is everything that I'm looking for in a corner. He's got inside-out versatility, played actually the first three years primarily in the slot. If Again, I like the horn idea. I like the draft prospect idea. I like giving Ringo a chance. If you were going to do free agency, the only guy I'm really excited about is Snead in this class. Because, again, Jalen Johnson, I'd be all over that. But I imagine, again, Chicago will franchise tag him, at least for 2024. And they're going to pay him probably a Oh, he was the best corner in 2023, most likely. Mm -hmm. I mean, from a standpoint of statistics and tape for the regular season, Jalen Johnson was a stud. I'm with you in that I don't think there's one guy that's going to be we're going to pay him and he is going to be the number one come in, right. shut down, 
number one guy that we have been looking for yeah. forever. And that hasn't been the MO of Philadelphia since the now and the awesome while signing, which bit them in the rear end and it never really even worked. And before that, what was it, Lou Asante? I mean, that's well, and it was Byron Maxwell, but that was Chip yeah, Kelly Byron, after yeah. Namdi. Yeah, but besides that, they don't really go down that route. It is more we are going to look at the market and see if there are guys that might slip through the grapevines a little bit. Here's one for you, Lou. Somebody that you liked a couple years ago. You said maybe we should have picked this guy instead of somebody else. How about a young Christian Fulton from the Titans? What about yep. bringing him into Philadelphia and allowing him to compete with the Keeley Ringos, allowing him to compete with the other guys outside? And well, I mean, we mentioned Tariq Wollin one time when we were talking about trade candidates. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, again, the better options for, and we've mentioned like talking a lot about safety, linebacker corner, how do you fix these positions? We've said linebacker and, and safety. They We like the draft prospects, but there's way more options in free agency than at corner. At corner, to me, like if there's a year... Howie Roseman gets back into doing what he did in 2017 and 2018 where he's spending second and third round picks and fourth rounders on corners and trading third rounders for Darby, right? Like he took Sidney Jones in round two, Razul in round three, Maddox in round four, a three spent on um, Darby, a seven on Mills. Like if there's a time to get back into that style instead of what you've been doing lately, which is more veterans, trades, and free agency, that time is right now. But I will say free agency isn't totally empty where there's nobody that can help you replace Bradbury, at least in 2024. So we will get into those options coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 back if your bet wins. The NBA All-Star game is over. The playoff push is coming up. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, all that and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and shoot your shot. FanDuel is the official sportsbook partner of the NBA and the LockedOn Podcast Network. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube, and now it's also available on Amazon Fire TV in the free Fire TV channels app. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Find Lockdown Sports Today now available on the free Fire TV channels app. So, Gino, we were discussing cornerback options in segment one and just the short-term and long-term future of this position. Darius Slay is one of your starters this year and maybe for two more years. It doesn't look like he completely lost his speed last year. Still, he's not who he was two years ago, but he's still a solid player. And Keely Ringo is going to have a chance to develop. You've got draft picks this year in a class that I like some of the players on day one and day two. As you mentioned, there's trade candidates. We've mentioned Patrick Sertain a lot, but how about a J.C. Horn or a Reek Wollen? Like, there's a lot of options there. But with free agency, outside of Legereus Sneed, you're not finding your future CB1 in this class. More so, the approach in free agency at corner, Gino, would be, if I'm going to go draft heavy or I want to give Keely Ringo a real opportunity, I think it's more the Steven Nelson approach from 2021. Like, let's bring in a veteran one-year bridge to compete mm. with Ringo and potentially a pick. And not guarantee him a starting job, but he's an upgrade over Bradbury. And I think those kind of players can be found in this pool. This is build me a bridge territory. and you. It's literally the bridge class. Like, that's all this is. 
you know what it feels like, Lou, and this is going to get super niche to us in Western New York living there. But when you go to Canada from Western New York, there's like five different bridges. Some are longer. Some have single lanes where you have. to. This is not the peace bridge. This is the rainbow bridge. Yeah, this is the long bridge where you're going to be waiting a while. But when you get over there, it's going to be worth it because it's going to allow you to get to something better. And that is the Canadian side of Niagara Falls. If you've ever been there, go to the Canadian <laughs> yeah, side. Yeah. But no, getting to the point, it's not going to be the number one guy right away, even if Keeley is going to be competing for that position because he still is going into year two. He still has tackling concerns. He still has questions about his technique. He is going to get better, and we saw that. I love that they allowed him to get taped down the stretch and allowed him to get his feet underneath him. But what they need going into next year, if you really want to compete, Lou, you need a guy like Enakello Weatherspoon who could come in right away, he would be that perfect number two for you. And I think that's what he did for the Rams. He was their number one guy for a while, and you saw him go against you earlier in the season, and he was a prime candidate last year in free agency, and I was talking him up big. And same with a guy like Chidobi Awuzie, a bigger-bodied guy. He might be the third-best option of all these corners. Dude, I think he has a lot of miles left on him because yeah. he hasn't played a ton. You do have those injury concerns with Tore his him. ACL in 2022, but he did bounce back pretty solid last year. When he does play, though, Lou, he yeah. does bring that physical element that I think the Eagles still wanted from James Bradbury. They just mm-hmm. didn't have the athleticism element to bring it along as well. And I think Cheeto would be a perfect guy. You saw him in the division for Dallas for a couple years. And outside of Darius Slay, that's what Fangio wants. He wants somebody that's going to be six foot and over on the outside, somebody that's going to be able to tackle. I think both of those guys fit that moniker pretty well. And I want to just take a a step aside real quick. And you mentioned Avante Maddox. We could get into replacing him down the road, but I mentioned this in my – off-season simulation, they can restructure him and save money while keeping yeah. him him on the roster. And with the unknown of Zach McPherson, I don't think Avante in the slot position. And Isaiah Rogers has missed up. an entire year of football. Exactly. I they mean, have look, optionality there. If you did want to save that $7 million and cut Maddox, there is a pretty awesome option in free agency in Kenny Moore. But I, I like the idea Are of just keeping Maddox. I would not want to pay value no. him at no i wouldn't pay a premium contract to a slot corner like that when mm-hmm. you have such a need on the boundary but kenny moore is probably you know pound for pound just talent wise outside of sneed the second best corner available but yeah i, I think slot wise i'm kind of sticking with what i have even eli ricks i don't think he's a long-term slot but he's got a lot of traits where he can play on the inside if he takes a step this year like between him rogers and maddox I, again i'm more focused on the outside what about doing what you did with James Bradbury and attacking somebody in your own division again? What about what about a guy in Kendall Fuller, Lou? Wait, sure. I don't think he's going to get what he was getting paid ten million dollars yeah. a year. Over Another the guy in the division, years. like Inadori Jackson, played on an island a lot in that blitz-heavy scheme. Like he's another veteran with athletic ability still. The, um, it's what bridge do you want to drive over? Yeah. That's really what it is. Do you How want about a, a bridge that you've already had before? What about Steven don't, Nelson's don't a free say agent? It, Lou. Oh, come he's on. been he's been okay in Houston again. Like if he you want to, he hasn't been that bad. I have yeah. to own that one. He did come up really big in some big time moments, especially in the playoffs for that Houston team. Again, this is I not for good, like good the long term because I'm hoping in this scenario where you bring back a Steven Nelson or like you mentioned a Fuller or an Adoree Jackson, that means you spent a premier asset in the draft. Whether like you're yeah, saying, we might not even be talking eight games that this guy is going to right. play. This might be yes. like six to seven games. So. Keep 
Healy mm-hmm. can get his feet underneath him or whatever top fit Yeah, if Steven Nelson is starting for the Eagles coming. this year, that means something went wrong. That means you either ignored it in the draft again, you didn't make a trade, or Ringo and or Ringo and Ricks didn't take that stuff. I think that's a fair way to look at it. And it, it's always not a bad plan to have that in your back pocket, right? And it, yeah. more often than not in Philadelphia Eagles history, it has gone wrong. The Sidney Jones, the Rasul Douglas, look at who ends up playing. It is the Craven LeBlancs. It is the Ronald Darby's. It is the Jalen Mills. Yeah, They need to have multiple investments at that position. And the thing is, Lou, you're seeing in today's day and age, you have to play 10 guys at this position throughout the year. You don't need to just sign free agents. You also need to, you have to have a well of these guys. You have to build out your practice squad. You have to have a a list of guys you could call up the street, but the guys at the top, you have to have guys that can play a lot of minutes for you. And that's, if you're going to bring in a veteran, bring in a guy like Akello Weatherspoon, who played 93 and a half percent of the snaps for the Rams last year, right? Or Steven Nelson, heck, he played 90% of the snaps. Always reliable. He always played. 87 and a half. That's what you need. You can't have that mix up of just churning guys out at that position. How many different combinations did they have last year? Mm -hmm. It felt like a a game of Mancala where you're just moving all these different pebbles around the chessboard and they didn't have any sort of 1A, 1B, these guys are playing 16 games. We can rely on them, and we can Mm. mix and match at the other positions. No, it was Eli Ricks at times was playing meaningful minutes. I mean, heck, in in the beginning of the season, they had – who was playing minutes for them at like safety? Uh, I was Mario. I mean, Mario Goodrich Mario was Goodrich even playing for a, a lot of times. Like you can't get yeah. into that position again. You just you can't. And if it takes yeah. signing, not just Stephen Nelson, but multiple veteran free agents and taking multiple guys in the drafts, then so be it. Today's modern day of winning in football is having multiple guys on the back end that could stop the multiple guys in the passing game. And the Eagles have not had that in 2023. No. And this position, I feel like, has been unfairly grouped in with linebacker and safety lately just because it's a huge need and it's on the second and third level of the defense. But I want to be clear, this is not the position, even over safety and linebacker, to go cheap. And Howie Roseman, just because he hasn't drafted a lot of players in the first and second round, doesn't mean he hasn't prioritized this Mm -hmm. over those other spots. Like He's invested a lot over the years of a lot of seconds, a lot of thirds through trades, you know, free agent contracts, draft picks. Like he's definitely tried. So of the three positions they need help on defense with the most this year, Gino, I am the most confident he will make a splash at corner over safety and linebacker. It's a fair way to look at it, even with as much as they have invested, right? Because yeah. what they have already put in, that's a sunk cost. Moving forward, what do they need? They need to have just a surefire way to take away the pass. Vic Fanjo, it's going to be predicated on allowing the run game. They're going to allow big yards on the ground to hopefully take away the pass. But if Fanjo doesn't have the guys, look at what happened to Miami down the stretch when they were banged up in that secondary loop. If they don't have it, it could be exactly like the defense that you saw last year. And if Howie is wise, and he is, he has learned from his mistakes in the past, he won't allow that situation to come about yet again. And Let's whether hope. it is trading for somebody, whether it's, I mean, heck, bringing in multiple 
I don't think it's going to be multiple top 50 picks, but maybe one. Just give me one. That position. I, just, I just want one. I just want one. I'm with you. I'm with you. One of those second round picks. I'm not even asking for the first rounder. I want it to be the first rounder. I want it to be a guy like Quinn Mitchell. Christian Fulton. That's what the type That's of what I want. Just for one year. You want your first round safety. I want you. my first round corner. Maybe this is the year we get it. I'm not sure what is most likely, at least from a free agent perspective. What do we want the most? We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. And Lou, we're talking about what we want the most. And I can tell you what people in Philly want. They want tickets to their favorite sporting event. And there's only one place that I get my tickets. And heck, there's only one place that you should get your tickets as well. And that is on the Game Time app. Why is that, Gino? Why should we go to Game Time? Well, if you go on the app, you look at whatever sporting event you want to go to. Flyers, the Phils are going to be coming back soon enough. They're in spring training right now. If you want to grab a ticket down in Florida, you don't even have to click into the ticket and it'll show you exactly what your seat looks like. They have zone deals, flash deals, and you could get tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after. So download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWN, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, Gino, from a free agent perspective at cornerback, what do you think is most likely for the Philadelphia Eagles, and then what would you be hoping for the most? I want to start with most likely. Like, what is Howie do in a month? What Howie Roseman does in a month is going to be something that you don't think he is going to do something that I don't think we have mentioned on this show. Mm. And I don't think it's an idea that many people are going to come up with. I think it's going to be a trade for a, for young a player we haven't player, thought of. And we're just like, Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. And well, Horn we was, a, was a guy I didn't avenue. think of. I mean, JC Horn was a player with not a my radar for a trade. And even when I brought up Reek Woolen, that wasn't something I saw brought up a lot. So you're right. It, even if it's not one of those two, it could be somebody that's just not on our radar. And it might not be exactly when free agency starts. It might be a mm. trade pending towards the draft, rather, sure. or the day of the draft if a team wants to get out from, let's say, the Seattle just does not want requel. And I'm, right. I'm not saying that there's like a world that that's going to happen, but let's say they're like day three of the draft. We'll do a pick swap and reek wool. And, and hey, we never thought AJ Brown was available. Maybe it was a huge name we're not thinking of. That's not Patrick Sertain, you know? That's what I'm saying. And I mean, Asante Samuel Jr., Lou, like, what mm. if he is available? I know he right. might not be the prototype of typically what Vic Fangio wants in his style of corner, but you make it work, knows? damn it. <laughs> yeah, that's I knew you were going to say that. You make, <laughs> you that make it work. Samuel Jr. work. Yeah, I'll take a trip down nepotism lane if it's him over uh, Jeremiah Trout. And then draft yeah. Jeremiah Trout. How about both? How about just both? Get them both and we just bring yeah. 2,000 defense. And then I'm all in. Johnson's got to have some grandchild out there. That's no, I do, I, I do agree that it's probably a name we're not thinking of. Mm-hmm. Gun to my head when it comes to free agency, I honestly do think LeJarius Seam would be the most likely because Howie, again, between how linebacker. Much? That's the thing. I don't I don't know how much it's going to cost, but I do think if he was going to make a big splash in free agency, it would be at corner with Legereus Sneed. I think he does fit this defense. Um, I just, I don't know. For me, though, I, I am very hell-bent on drafting a player for once at corner in round one or round two. So that's what I think is most likely. What I would prefer is... Sure, go out there and sign a Steven Nelson to, you know, that kind of player, a Kendall Fuller to a one-year deal. Let him compete with Ringo, draft a corner, because even if you draft a corner, 
like I said, Darius Slay is not going to play for more than probably another year with this team. There's going to be mm-hmm. two spots long-term that are open. So you need to make, and you mentioned this at the start of the show, it's not just one draft pick. It's not just one trade. It's got to be that and Ringo's development or a pick and a trade. Or like if you take LeJarius Sneed, guess what? You're still probably going to need another corner. It, it really depends. A lot of it depends on how you feel about Keely Ringo, how much they invest in this position. If I had to just take one guess, I think it would be in that tier of yeah. Nikola Weatherspoon and, and Steven Nelson. If I just had to put like he's got to make a splash somewhere though, right? Like happen. he can't go tier two safety, tier two linebacker, tier two corner. Like no, he's got to bring in an impact player through the drafter. And, and that's or the point I was here. going to get to. Sure. Is at the back of my mind, every time I'm talking about building out a team, it goes yeah. back to how Howie Roseman came up and who was the individual that helped him mold how teams were built. It's mm-hmm. Andy Reid. And what is the Andy Reid moniker? I'll build from the inside out. You give me one cornerback, one wide receiver, and I'll figure the rest out. Although Andy had two great corners, and that's how he won a Super Bowl this year. And I always go back to that. It's like Howie Roseman learned from Andy Reid. And Andy switching what, it up. And that's what it well, is. Well, not a receiver, though. He said, screw that position this year. You have to have multiple guys <laughs> to take away the multiplicity of what today's pass catchers are. Look at how impactful at, Trent McDuffie and Sneed were in that Sne- Super Bowl. Exactly. That's the Bumping point Debo, Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk for four hours. Like That's what you need. And there was one, I think it was the Trent McDuffie, uh, one of his sacks, where he goes up and he's playing pa- uh, press mm-hmm. coverage, and he takes about one shuffle step back to make it look like he is about to bail, but then he goes and he blitzes and he gets to the quarterback and the football IQ on these guys. I want smart players on that, on at that position, yeah. Lou, because there were too many coverage breakdowns for the Eagles last year, as opposed to 2022, where everybody seemed to be in position last year. It just seemed everybody was out of sorts. Nobody wanted to tackle when it came to covering in space. And it felt like they were giving away space too easy. They need guys that can take away space and, Heck, like you said, like Jerry Sneed would be an excellent addition to this cornerback room. And talk about that one-two punch for a year of him and Slay. I mean, just salivate at that idea, and we could worry yeah. about the replacement after that. I'm not too right. concerned going into 2024, that's for sure. Yeah, cornerback is a need this year for sure. you got to replace James Bradbury. You're going to have to replace Darius Slay long-term. We'll see what Howie Roseman does in a month in free agency. But like Gino said, trades could happen at any point. And, of course, the draft is right around the corner as well. That's going to do it for today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. We wrap up the defensive side of offseason options tomorrow with Geno's position. We talk a lot about safety. There's some good players in this class, so stick around. But then we got the offensive side of the ball as well throughout the week. We thank you so much for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. For Geno Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.